The Tao of Self-Confidence, Episode 618. Welcome to the Tao of Self-Confidence, where I share stories of amazing women who have discovered their inner journey to self-confidence. Visit our website at thetaoofselfconfidence.com. Your inner journey to self-confidence awaits. Well, hello, friend. Welcome to the Tao of Self-Confidence, where I share stories of amazing women who have discovered their inner journey to self-confidence. I'm your host today, Sheena Yap Chan, and today I have a phenomenal lady on the show today. She is a fashion designer and blogger, and I'm really excited to have her on and share her story with us today on self-confidence. So without further ado, I'm going to introduce you to Dane Gonzalez. Dane, how are you today? Maybe you can fill in a little bit more about yourself to the listeners. Hi, it's so nice to be on here. I'm really flattered and I'm excited to share. So I'm basically a Jill of all trades, but I am a fashion designer now full force, 100%. I am half Filipina and I have a Spanish and American mix and I'm originally from Cebu, but I grew up all over the world. So that's more or less sort of the, I guess, the short on me and the other thing is that I've lived on Boracay on and over the last 13, 14 years. I'm pretty much an island girl. There you go. That's the summary, I guess, as short as I can get. Awesome. Well, thanks for sharing that. And Dane, what be your favorite self-confidence quote? There are too many, really, but maybe not the quote that's about self-confidence specifically, but that helps me a lot outline Everything that I do is one by Don Draper from the show Mad Men. It really is so simple. He basically says, keep it, make it simple, but significant. And I feel like I apply that to everything that I do. And as long as I stick to that rule, you know, which is not difficult to attain because it's not complex. It doesn't have to be complex to be good. That keeps me kind of rooted in my confidence because I feel like, I'm just sticking to my true self rather than trying to be something that I'm not. Thanks for sharing that. And I love that quote, especially, you know, as women, we over we always tend to overanalyze everything and make it harder than it really is. And when we learn to just keep it simple and, you know, stick to the basics, it's a lot better and a lot more refreshing and we don't get as frustrated. So I really love that quote that you mentioned. And, and you know, in your own words, how do you define self-confidence? Self-confidence is really just about, for me, about knowing that I'm going to mess up and I'm going to make mistakes and I'm going to lose my patience, you know, and I'm going to have these human responses to certain situations, but that that's okay, you know, so self-confidence for me is more about it's weird because the second I turned 30, I just sort of left a lot of my baggage behind, you know, made me much more confident because I realized there wasn't any way I was going to achieve being perfect. So I might as well just roll with it. And so for me, self-confidence is really just about kind of being okay with being imperfect, you know, and, and, and then just embracing that and realizing that that's perfection in, in its own way, just being sort of chill with that, leaving your ego behind and being cool with like people telling you that, you know, whatever, they don't appreciate you or you made a mistake. For me, that's self-confidence and being able to say, okay, yeah. And not even, you know, having to defend these mistakes like stubbornness and saying, no, you're wrong, but just saying, okay, yeah, I messed up. 
that's fine. You know, that for me is the ultimate self-confidence because then nothing can really shake you because at the end of the day, you're going to screw up some way. But being able to walk away from it, being able to say, I'm cool with that. I accept that about myself. That's real self-confidence. Thanks for sharing that great definition. And Dane, what was your life like before your discovery of self-confidence? Uh, you know, standard woman in her 20s, lots of insecurities, really just sort of scrambling to figure out life, not really understanding priority, you know, and, and sort of just like everybody else who is in their 20s and is female predominantly, I can really only speak for females, but we are kind of searching for this better version of ourselves. And we're constantly unhappy with what we find at the end of it all. Because, you know, I think in your 20s, you're supposed to go through this period of discovery, self-discovery. And that's supposed to be difficult. You have to sort of break in order for you to you know, put yourself together, back together and become something greater. And so, yeah, I mean, I, I worked in the club scene for a while and, you know, I was drinking a lot and partying a lot and I had the wrong friends. I had many friends that sort of liked me for the wrong reasons and they just gave me the wrong energy really. And so you're just going around in circles, chasing your tail in your 20s. And self-confidence for me materialized really when I started. I started meditation a few years ago and that really changed a lot. It's kind of calmed me down and pulled me back together and, and made me more myself, made me less lost made me more okay with not being perfect and you know realizing that you're you're just tired of being sort of you know sad and anxious about life and you're just ready to let go of that and meditation helped me a lot because it just teaches you to let go of you know everything all your emotions and all your thoughts really good and bad I you know I just realized that there was no way I was going to find happiness if I was going to hold on to every single negative thought and emotion. And so, yeah, that changed when I started meditation. But before that, I was like everybody else just sort of crying out for help. <laughs> I think we've all been there. Thanks for sharing that. And I totally agree. You know, we've all been there, the self-discovery, the insecurities, especially as women, especially growing up as Asian women, like with media teach telling you like you have to look, look and be a certain way. It's hard, right? We compare ourselves to those things thinking that's what beauty is. And I mean, I, I grew up being like, I was sort of, when I was really young, I was kind of a tomboy and, you know, boys didn't really like me. I wasn't like the cute girl in the class and stuff. And then when I was 15, I moved, when I was 16, I moved to the Philippines and I started modeling. And that was such a weird thing because then I still felt like the sort of ugly duckling. And one thing I'll never forget is that when I was maybe 16, 17, I was, modeling in Cebu and I had an agent who was slightly not slight more than slightly overweight and he kept telling me that I was not skinny enough not tall enough not good enough you know and it was really strange because I believed him at the time you know you're so open to that kind of feedback because you believe that about yourself so when people tell you you're not good enough you you believe them more than you know you believe people who want to tell you that you are in fact good enough so I 
totally. I went through, I've had eating disorders. I went through depression and I used to cut myself. Like it was just like the works, you know, and it, it's hard for me to even like, I haven't even tapped the surface of really talking about my depression, but I plan to, but it's like the step-by-step process. But for sure, I was like more than lost. And yeah, you just, it's difficult to find your way out of that at times, you know, but you do get over it. And I think age helps a lot. I'm 34 now. And I think you just realize that there's so many things that are important, more important than these shallow things that we, you know, bother with when we're younger. And so you learn from that and you just, you know, grow bit by bit and, and become more confident in being yourself. Thanks for sharing that. And yeah, you know, when when we can talk about these topics, especially what we've gone through, um, it really helps other women out there realize they're not the only ones who feel this way. And, you know, I'm great, yeah. grateful that you are able to talk about it and be able to share share as much as you can, right? And, you know, especially when you mentioned about meditation, learning to let go. I mean, that's always, I think, a challenging thing to learn to let go of you know, what people think about you, how you're supposed to be, what life's supposed to look like. But it's also the greatest feeling in the world, just letting go of the outcome. And, you know, because of you learning, learning to let go and, you know, through meditation, what's your life been like now? So my life now is, is really as good as I could wish for it to be, especially after having gone through what I've, I've gone through in my life. So I, get to travel. I get to wake up, you know, in a comfortable home, even though we travel around a lot. So we build a home everywhere we go. But I have this sort of stability that comes from not having to deal with anxiety and depression and just sort of knowing that I've overcome that really daunting part of my life. You know, I was always told that I would be on medication for a long time and or forever and that I would need to be in therapy when I was a, when I was young, they told me that I had a chemical imbalance. That was a trendy thing at that time. And, and so I thought I was cursed for life. And so one of the things that I really value the most about my life now is the fact that I'm not chained to that. I'm not chained to that prediction that people made about my life in the past. And I do get to wake up and be happy and comfortable in my own skin So for me, that's the best thing about my life now. And so, yeah, I spend it pretty much. It's like it's almost like removing the anxiety and the depression and the questions and the insecurity from my life gave me more room to sort of really do the things that I want to do and and sort of bloom in my own way and become more myself. So my life now is really more about travel and spending time with my friends and people that are good for me. And then also going for the career ambitions that I've always had being creative and, you know, doing making things. So it's a really, really huge privilege to be able to do something that I love to do and to have people respond to me in a way where they appreciate it and they understand the love that it came out of, you know? So yeah, my life now is very, very different. We just, I just had a conversation with my boyfriend about that last night, how far I've basically come. And it it really, yeah, nothing could be truer. It's, it's just a far cry from what it used to be like 
10 years ago, let's say. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks for sharing that. That's great. You know, you were able to trust your gut and realize, you know, just because someone tells you that you're chemically imbalanced and you had to go, you, you have to be on meds forever. Um, you knew that there's other ways, right? You can do things naturally. Yeah, I don't believe in, I mean, I do believe in chemical imbalances, but I believe that really so many people are over-prescribed medication for just simple anxiety or, you know, depression that is temporary. And I feel like for as long as we're going to try to put a Band-Aid on every single, you know, mental health issue, instead of really getting to the root cause of it and trying to deal with it in other more holistic ways, ways, I feel like the person will always depend on medication to solve their problems. And it, it doesn't because you just become dependent on it. And this is the biggest, you know, a lot of people ask me, they're like, oh, how did you overcome your depression or whatever? And, and they always ask me if they should go to therapy, they should take medication. And I always say, well, if you want to go to therapy, because you want to talk about it, that's, that's good, you should do that. But I don't think medication is a solution. I think in very rare cases, that's what you should do if it's really severe. But I think you have many other options like meditation, exercise, and even changing your diet can vastly improve your, your mental health state. Because if you're feeling foggy because you're eating the wrong food, be you consuming a lot of sugar or, you know, you're not exercising at all. So your body is not balanced. Of course, it's not feeling happy, you know. If you're drinking all the time and you wake up with a hangover every day, of course you're going to feel bad. Of course you're going to feel depressed if you do that often enough. And so people really need to kind of look at those causes rather than just taking a pill for it, in my opinion. This is something I'm really passionate about because I get asked a lot about treating, treating mental health issues. And I'm not a doctor, but I'm someone who's you know, come out of this situation. And my, my depression and anxiety was pretty severe. So I'm, I'm sure that it can work for other people, the way that I dealt with mine. Thanks for sharing then those great tips. Um, you know, sometimes we don't realize, you know, what are the causes to the way we feel, you know, how we feel, whether it's depression or low self-esteem. And when we can see the causes, we can find ways to solve it, right? To like, yeah. like you mentioned, if we feel overweight, we'll start exercising. And yes, yeah, sometimes it can be simple as that. Sometimes it's not everyone's, you know, obviously everyone's situation is different, but you know, we're all there for each other to help each other out no matter what it no matter what the situation is so i'm glad that you're able to share that and bring you know a, an important topic like mental health to to um to our listeners right because i'm sure we've all gone through it right no matter how big or small it may be so thanks again for sharing that and you know if our listeners wanted to get to know a little bit more about you and what you do or check out some of your work is there any links or social media profiles we can connect with yeah, so i'm mostly active on my instagram which is at Trust me, it's paradise. I also have a blog that I don't update so often, but I try every few months. It's called trustmeitsparadise.com. And yeah, those are my personal links that I update. So I, I post a lot of quotes and a lot of people ask me for advice. So I will share publicly my answers just in case there are other people who 
uh, have the same question. So I, I do question and answer sometimes because I find that there are really quite a few people out there who want to connect and want to talk about these things. And I also get a lot of emails asking me for advice. So if that's ever something that anyone needs as well, I'm always here to listen. Awesome. Well, thanks for sharing that. And I'm sure our listeners, some of our listeners out there would love to um, connect with you and, you know, talk about, you know, these types types of topic. And it's great that you're able to open up to that. So thanks again for sharing. And to our listeners, if you want to connect with Dane, you can also head on over to the TaoSelfConfidence.com. Her show notes will pop up along with everything else that we talked about. And I really just want to thank Dane for taking the time to share her story and tips with us on self-confidence. So thank you so much, Dane. Thank you for having me. Not a problem. It was really great having you on the show. And to our listeners, be on the lookout for another new episode of Another Amazing Woman's Journey to Self-Confidence. And we'll talk to you soon. Bye for now. Thank you for tuning in to another amazing episode of The Tao of Self-Confidence. Get your free audiobook by visiting our website at thetaoofselfconfidence.com. Your inner journey to self-confidence awaits.